0: Hey there, sweet sister friend, welcome back to The Shine With Brainy Show. I am so glad you are here and I'm so glad to be back. All right, so for those of you who might be listening to the show and who have listened before, you might know that I'm taking a little bit of a, kind of a break and I don't really know if it's a break, but it's really just some time to really sit with the Holy Spirit And learn what it means to enter into rest. And I know that's a crazy even idea for us to consider. You know, we think of rest as like going and taking a nap or going and having some self-care or perhaps going, you know, on a vacation. And really the Lord calls us to live from a place of rest. And that's what I'm learning in this season. But I'm super excited to be back here with you today because the Holy Spirit has just been convicting me of some things in my own life. And I thought, you know what? This is probably something that somebody else needs to hear. Um, At the time of this recording, we are headed into Memorial Day weekend. Thank you to all who serve, who have served, uh, you know, to military families and everything. It is such a sacrifice. So we honor you and celebrate you. but really just, you know, around the holiday season, you know, the, we're starting Memorial Day, of course, we've got Fourth of July, we've got Labor Day that kind of caps off, if you will, um, the summer season. We've got weddings and festivities and all the other things. And I felt like, you know what, this is probably a very timely message that other sisters need to hear. So let's just see who's in the house today. I'm going to start with some questions to ask you, um, you know if this resonates with you, because if so, you're going to want to sit tight. All right, so have you ever been one of those sisters who maybe you dreaded going to a party or some type of event because you were afraid you couldn't control yourself? Maybe that there was gonna be an open bar or the dessert table. Okay, give me a shout and yes and an amen on that one. Or maybe you actually declined the invitation <laughs> because you didn't want to attend, because you were afraid that you would be so obsessed. You know, you were so focused on your health and fitness journey that you didn't think you could trust yourself when you actually went to the party that you were gonna stay on your plan. Okay. Yes. And amen. Is that you? Okay. Okay. You're my, you're my people. Or maybe you are a sister who actually said, you know what? I'll just screw it. I've already, you know, I've already derailed my plan. I'm already not where I want to be. I'm just going to go, right? Just going to go ahead. And then you self-sabotage and you go and you eat like four plates of everything. Okay. Now, Let me start off by saying there is no judgment, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, it tells us in Romans. So if that is you, you're in good company and I want you to stay tuned because this episode is all for you. All right, so as we approach this holiday weekend, as I mentioned, and then we head into the backyard barbecues and the graduation parties and all other festivities of summer, I really wanted to share a message with you that I hope will help you to reframe You know, the way that you go into these events and these social gatherings. All right, now let me just start off by saying this. Sister, food is not bad. I'm gonna say it again. (laughs) Food is not bad. Oftentimes I work with clients and I have conversations with friends and everything, and they're like, Oh my gosh, carbs are bad. And I'm like, No, no, no. (laughs) Carbs are good. Okay, carbs are good for us. We need carbs in our systems but it's how you see carbs and how the kind of carbs you're eating as well, right? Because let me just tell you, Ben and Jerry's has lots of carbs, okay? Sorry, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, You pick your your label of choice, if you will. However, it's the kind of food that you're eating and the kind of carbs you're eating. So food is good. Food is essential. Food is how we nourish our bodies. Food food is how we fuel our bodies. um, But it's also how we view food that can make it bad, right? Just like the same thing that Jesus talks about money. He says, of course, you know, it's not money that is bad. It is how you use money and how you view money that is bad. And so it's the same thing with food. So sister, I want you to understand that all of those statements that I read at the very beginning (laughs) are all very personal to me. I've literally walked through every single one of those situations at different times in my life and in different seasons. I've been the person who's actually declined invitations, whether it be a wedding or a shower or a backyard barbecue, I've actually declined those invitations because I was so hyper-focused and so let's just say obsessed with my meal plan, with my eating plan, where I was writing down every single you know thing that went into my mouth. I had this little spiral bound notebook that you get at the Dollar Tree, you know, the little one that goes right inside of your pocket. And I would write everything down. And I was wearing my pedometer even into the bathroom. I would wear my pedometer. Like I was so obsessed with my 10,000 steps a day. You know, they had that big initiative, probably about mid-2000s, you know, 2009, 2010. And they were giving you insurance breaks and everything. And so I was like obsessed. I'm like, I'm going to get 15,000 a day. Of course, I had to be an overachiever. And so I was so obsessed with it at different times in my life. And then even, you know, I've been that person who's also been like, you know what, just screw it. I'm just going to go to the party. And then I actually uh, took the dozen sweets mm -hmm, from the dessert table. And I'm not kidding when I say a dozen, like literally 12 brownies, cookies, you know, pieces of cake, pie, whatever it was. I piled those on my plate and then guess what I did? I went into the bathroom and I hoarded them because I didn't want to see, didn't want people to see me eating those things because I knew having 12 of them was not healthy for me and I feared being judged. So guess what? I did exactly what I did as a little girl. I went and I hid and I ate something and I was ashamed of it. And so I want you to know that if you have resonated with any of those statements that I read or anything I'm just sharing with you right now, sister, I feel for you. And the Lord sees you, right? Just like he saw Hagar when she, in, in uh, the beginning of the Bible, in the new, in the Old Testament, pardon me, and how she had run away. And God said, you know what? You need to go back. And I see you. And God wants you to go back to a place where you are not shamed, where you can still hold your head high. Okay? So I want you to know that right now, that there's no shame, that there's no condemnation if you have walked through any of those. But during one of these seasons in particular, you know, I had obviously had a binge eating disorder. And then during one of the seasons of healing, the Lord just really spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, like, look, you are making this an idol. Food has become your idol. You are so obsessed about it. It was literally controlling my social life. It was controlling my daily function, as I just mentioned. Like, you know, the wearing of the Fitbit and the recording of every single bite of food that went into my mouth. It was overcon- It was just overwhelmingly controlling my entire lifestyle. You know, two-a-day workouts at the gym, you know, obsessed with what other people thought of me. Like it was controlling my thoughts. It was controlling my actions. It was an idol for me. And so it was really during that season that the Lord spoke to me. And one of the things that I know that I do is that when the Lord convicts me of something is I try to study it. I go into the Bible. I look and see like, okay, well, where has this shown up, you know, where is food? Is there anything about food addiction in the Bible? Well, so what I just started was I just started learning about food and I went to what the Bible says about it, you know, and the expression that we, we must eat to live, not live to eat. I was doing the exact opposite. Like I completely flip-flopped that. Like I was living to eat. I was not eating to live. And in the Bible, you know, they had festivities and they had festivals for days and days and weeks. And they enjoyed themselves. You know, a wedding feast was not just a night, you know, was not just like following a ceremony and then going to a ballroom reception. They were days long, y'all. And so as I started really learning about this and, you know, what the Bible had to say about food, and I'm gonna kind of come back to that here in a second, but I really started looking at my own habits about food and how was I enjoying food or not enjoying food? How was I obsessing it? And I realized that I was actually using it as a source and as a way of hiding my shame, my fear, my guilt, all of the pain of my past. And I was attempting to eat those emotions. And I was really wanting to fill up on things that would make me feel good. Now we all know that they're temporary feelings. Because I don't know about you, but after I would down a pizza or a box of, you know, zebra cakes from little Debbie, man alive I did not feel good. And the moment I felt good, you know, and you can insert any vice there that you want. Maybe if for you it might be you know wine or maybe it's attention from guys that we fill in the blank there and for that momentary pleasure we feel okay but then afterwards we hate ourselves we get so frustrated with ourselves so as i studied this and as i mentioned you know i learned a little bit about the feast and the festivals and all the you know all the ways in which both the new and old testament that people celebrated with food. Yes, we want to celebrate with food, but we don't want that to be the only reason why we're getting together is for food, right? We want it to be for the fellowship and the camaraderie and the enjoyment of, you know, the actual reason we're celebrating. And so when I started reading about, you know, specifically Jesus, I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at this." Like, okay, Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding festival, you know, wedding festivities. So I was like, okay, well, that was days long. And then the last supper, let's just talk about that. Like when he came and he was like, look, this is my bread or this is the bread, pardon me, this is my body and this is my blood. Like it was over food. It was a breaking of bread. It was the last supper. They were together enjoying fellowship with one another, even though they, you know, Jesus knew what was going to happen the next day and the betrayal and everything that was going to happen. He still enjoyed the time together with them over food. And then let's just think about once he did resurrect, he came to them and what did he do? He made the disciples breakfast. So we want to be able to celebrate, you know, with food and we want to be able to enjoy food, but we don't want it to be the main focus and the obsession. And so I really want you to head into this weekend, you know, and head into this summer season and really just look and reframe the way that you view food differently. You know, I really want us to be, you know, focused on the gathering, the celebrating, the fellowshipping, if I can make that a word, <laughs> and really sister friend, Honoring God. You know, so many of the feasts and the festivals, um, especially in the Old Testament, were around, you know, honoring God. They would get together because they were celebrating what God had done for them. And so we really want to do that in our own lives. You know, we just don't want it to be like, okay, here's a, you know, reason to have a pool party. That's great and all right? But God, thank you so much that you've given me this provision. Thank you so much you've given me this pool to host people at my home or, you know, this, you know, to have a bounce house or whatever it is, right? Um, You know, this graduation party that my child has made it, you know, to this next level. You can insert any of those, you know, opportunities to, to really praise God. You know, we just don't want this to be like this Pinterest party photo shoot there's alliteration for you, right? We just don't want this to be all about, you know, making everything look perfect. Now it's great. Of course, especially if you have the gift of hospitality, that is going to be right up in your wheelhouse. That is one of my things. I love all of that. Like I love the decorating. I just love all that. But God's like, you know what? I really want you to focus on the people that are going to be here and the way in which you're going to honor and serve them because in that you're honoring and serving me. And don't make it about, you know, do you have 12 cookies on the cookie table or, you know, 12 different kinds of desserts on the cookie table. So as you head into this weekend, sister friend, I would ask you, you know, and kind of encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit some questions, you know, and really asking, okay, how do I see food? Do I see food? Do I have an emotion attached to food? Do I see food as negative or positive? Am I giving it a charge do I actually use food as a way of placating my emotions or filling up a void in my life? Am I using it as a control mechanism in my life? So really sitting with the Holy Spirit as you dive into the way in which you use food in your life and the way it has, you know, what position it has in your life and the placeholder that it has. And if it is an obsession for you and you're avoiding you know parties or declining invitations, or you know you're going and actually hoarding food in the bathroom like I did, <laughs> you know, and you're afraid of letting people see you have it, like there's an emotional trigger to that. There's something that is happening deeper than on the surface level of a brownie, okay? Let's just be real and ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of it and ask, you know, help me to see this food as nourishment. Help me to see this, you know, event, this social gathering as a time of fellowshipping and honoring you and connecting with my community in a different way. Don't let me see it as, oh my gosh, you know, a dreadful experience because there's going to be food that I can't avoid. And so sister friend, I want to leave you with really just a prayer and reminding yourself, you know, God tells us that he always, find, he always makes a way out and we, ha, we can find a way out of our temptation. But guess what? We have to pray through that. We just can't just show up and expect that we're just going to be, you know, our willpower is going to sustain us. No, willpower is always going to fail you. And we know that it is not by our strength, but by our spirit that we can endure things. And I love how Paul reminds us in Romans. And, you know, he says to us, look, like I can have anything. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is good for me. So really just sitting with the Lord and praying before you go into that event or praying before you even plan the event, maybe you're hosting it and saying, Lord, like I want people to come and I want people to be in fellowship and have community with one another, but I don't want my soul focus to being on the way that everything looks and the food, the amount of food that I have and the abundance. I don't want that to be the focus. I want the focus to be on the people who are going to be here, the time that we're going to have together. So maybe you focus instead on just the food on the actual games and recreation and the activities you're going to have. Maybe you're going to set up, you know, a scavenger hunt, or maybe you're going to have, you know, cornhole and sidewalk chalk and bubbles for kids. I don't know. You can decide what that looks like, but maybe you're going to make it more about the experience than just about what's on the buffet table. Okay. Just saying. So really just taking the time to be with the Holy Spirit, you know, planning through the event from start to finish and see God in those, in those places, you know, not just making it all about the, you know, the amount of food that you have. So, and if you're attending this sister friend, I really want you to, and even if you're hosting, really focus in on, again, the emotional connection that you have to food and how you're seeing and using food. Are you using it as an opportunity to bless the people who are coming if they're, you know, if you're the one hosting it. And if you're the one who's attending, here's another great thing to do, sister friend. This is a very tactical, practical tip. As the hostess, If you can bring a food, just, you know, if she says, oh no, no, please just say, you know what? I'm really staying focused to my, um, you know, my health and fitness goals right now. And if it would be okay with you, I'd really like to bring something that I would love to share with everyone. That's part of my plan. Now don't bring something stupid like dates. Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, you can bring dates. I actually really like dates, but bring something that people are going to be like, oh, that's really good. (laughs) You know, they also want to enjoy, but it also fits your plan, you know, and it, your, health goals, right? Not just your keto plan or whatever. So really try to be intentional about it. Be of course, respectful to the hostess. If you are showing up with something, um, you know, that, that really fits your plan. So, and go into it from a place of enjoyment, not obsession, you know, go into it from a place of feeding your emotion of joy and connectivity and not your emotion of, you know, just full on out obsession or desire, you know, that I have to have this, I have to have this. So, sister, I pray that this blesses you. I pray that this helps you, you know, go into any season of life that you're going into. It's not just Memorial Day weekend or the summer festivities, but it just reminds you um, of what God wants us to do. He wants us to enjoy life and enjoy it to the full. And He tells us that whatever we do, do it for the glory of God so that I just pray that as you, you know, eat, as you fellowship, as you celebrate you know, these holidays and festivities this summer, that you go into it with an with a attitude and a posture of honoring God and really seeing him in it and not just being so obsessed on what's on the buffet table. Sister friend, if this blessed you, of course, I always love hearing from you. Let me know if there was something that resonated. And of course, if you feel like this could bless other people, if it blessed you, it might bless someone else. Please share it. I always love when, you know, people share and people say, oh my gosh, I heard this. A friend recommended, you know, this to me. So please do that. And then of course, when you guys leave a review, that's a huge help to the Shine With Franny show because it puts it in a different ranking on the podcast charts. And so when you leave reviews and then people can look back and see them, of course, I hope that it's a favorable review. I would love to hear from you um, and how this is blessing you. And that is hugely helpful to me. And I am blessed by you. Thank you so much for listening. As you celebrate the Memorial Day weekend, again, thanks to all of those who've served. And as you celebrate this weekend, I pray that you are celebrating and honoring God and not just obsessing over the food that is on your plate. Until we meet next time, sweet sister friend, keep on shining.